on Speed Street. Packed show today. Joey Molinaro, Connor Daly. Uh, both of us have been traveling over the weekend. Yes. Back in studio uh, midweek, recording on Wednesday. How was the Red Rocks, man? Oh, it was great. It was a great time. What an incredible, incredible amphitheater of sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, probably the coolest concert I've ever been to. I mean, wild. And just to see, it was like 9,000 people every night. I was like, how do you fit 9,000 people in there? Oh, they did. It was incredible. Yeah. See, Spent $25 on a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I, I still have never been there. Oh, it's, not it's been to Red worth Rocks. it for sure. Yeah. Like, we got to go in and check out the, there's like a staircase leading up to like the um, front of house, like where they manage all the sound and lights and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And to see all the artists, they have all the artists like sign the concrete wall there. And like seeing some of the artists that have like been there, it's just, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everyone, everyone from every genre of music. Isn't that where, have you seen A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper? Of course. Yeah, isn't that? Great movie. That he, movie makes me cry. Oh, me too. Isn't he, <laughs> didn't he go there? Probably. He, yeah, I think one with of the. Lady Gaga. I think at the very beginning. <laughs> I think that actually might be where she like has her debut. coming out. Debut. Yeah. debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always feel like, I think I tweeted one time. I was like, I'm 28 years old and I've never been to Red Rocks. I feel like I'm a complete failure. Like I don't think so loser. because I was 29 and I, that was my uh, first time that, there. That's true. I just, Instagram is just, I mean, every person you know, it feels like every other weekend, Red you know, Rocks. there's just somebody out there at the Red Rocks. They're either doing oh, yoga yeah. or they're yeah. at a concert or the yoga community out there in the Red Rocks, yeah. apparently. What else do people in Arizona have to do? You know, yeah. it's nice weather. We, we did um, great hiking territory. I like, we were, I went out there for sound check with Lights, a uh, singer who, Gave me my first tattoo. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about that. Did get a tattoo. Not uh, sure how it looks. Might need some moisturizer. We'll see. Yeah, you're you're part of the healing process. It's a right healing now. process. Yeah, but I got convinced and lights uh, after sound check. We're like, let's just go to hike. And I was like, all right. <laughs> a couple hours to go. Walked down the mountain, saw some, like, fed some deer out of our hand, like, just wild, just yeah. nature stuff. It was very, very cool. Like it was, it was just nice to do that. But also, like it'll wear you out very quickly. Like we're walking down this hill and then walking right back up. Very steep. Yeah, the mountains apparently very steep. Not and, a uh, not a hiking guy here. Yeah, I was. I wasn't planning on it that day. Like I was in like n- like nice jeans and like a <laughs> jacket like, yeah. for the concert, and we're now we're hiking in the wilderness. Mm, no, I never. Yeah, uh, like I have a few people in my family that like. Sometimes I'll reach out on a Saturday. They'll be like, anybody want to go for a hike today? Absolutely not. (laughs) Why on a Saturday would I want to do anything? Like, it just makes no sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Especially, like, in Indiana, though, too. Like, it's not great, like, hiking territory, I feel like. Like, if you're in Colorado. You're just walking through the woods. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, White River's there, maybe (laughs) a dead body. Like, that's... That's yeah, it. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, well, it sounds like it was a, a great time. Good show in there. Dead, oh, Dead Mouse put on a yes, good one. Incredible. Dead Mouse, uh, Lamorne, this young fella, uh, and his lady, his lady Molly Otto. They were like very, very talented people, like 19 year old kids just out there doing incredible things with music. I, I tell you what, I wish I had that much talent in, in just one hand, like uh, musically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, they gosh. Were, yeah. They were out there. Doing some incredible stuff. So I, I I very much enjoyed it. So your tattoo, though. Yes, Let's tattoo. get into this. At, uh, number 41. I am a tattoo man now. Yep. Right. What uh, What's the, the significance behind it? So it was my first Indy 500 race number. Got I, it. We were, now, I have, I have told people that I want a tattoo. I have wanted a tattoo for uh-huh, a while. Uh-huh. But I've wanted my first Indy 500 qualifying speed, which I thought would be kind of cool. Like, that would be, like, a, an interesting, like, why is it 223.586 miles per hour on his arm? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you explain, well, we were going to 2013 Indy sure. 500, whatever. And so I decided, all right, Lights had brought her tattoo equipment, and, like, she was like, I just want to give everyone a tattoo. Like, she's an aspiring tattoo artist as well. And I was like, that's great. And so everyone there, like, has a few tattoos. Like, Dead Mouse Joel has some tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, this other guy that I met who potentially one of the coolest people I think I've ever met, his name is Bryce. Um, Don't meet too many cool people named Bryce, so you got to hold well, on to that one. It, it, he, he's, a, he's a rapper <laughs> on like one of Joel's songs, okay. but also went to jail for hacking NASA, the FAA, and like every single school board in America. Wow. <laughs> so an incredible... Just and big Bitcoin guy, obviously. And so I now feel like if anyone ever wants to come after me on the internet, well, guess what? 
I've got this guy on my side. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't want this guy coming after you. So okay. I feel great. So he got a tattoo. Joel got a tattoo. I got a tattoo. And then Leah, who was Joel's like photographer and like the photographer for the whole weekend there. So it was just like it seemed right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And our friend Jeff Gordon, who not the race car driver. No. Oh. He also got a tattoo. thought there was only one. Yeah. So uh, it just seemed like the right move. And you know what? I was like, we decided on this little area here, which I think is, you know, not too bad. And I was like, you know what? My first Indy 500, that means a lot to me. So You're going to get more? You have the itch I now? I don't know. No, it itches currently. but It, it physically itches. <laughs> it physically you itches. You mentally have the itch to get more. But I, I do want the qualifying speed still, but I just I just don't yeah. know where. And like, um, yeah, man, I'm, an, I'm a, you're a big tattoo guy. Like I am. I'm, I'm, I'm now a small tattoo guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I hey, feel good about it, though. I started small, and then it's developed yeah. into what it is yeah. right now. You know what I mean? So I feel very funny, though, because I tweeted, <laughs> what do you think my first tattoo is? And some of the responses were very funny like do, i just do tell is i there mean anything? there were just several that were like is it hinch's face or oh, like yeah, is, yeah, it, yeah. is it alex rossi's head i'm like what are you <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about is it a leprechaun i'm like no it's not a leprechaun would be pretty <laughs> be pretty awesome yeah, yeah. yeah i mean yeah. there is one on the back of every one of my helmets so did it hurt you know what it did not hurt as much as i i thought it's pretty meaty part right there yeah but it's it's basically just like a weird irritation you know what i mean exactly. just, it just kind of feels like you're being like um like there's a like a toasting going on and like uh-huh. your skin is being poked. Yeah. But that's about it. Like it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Did you get say. any like because on a few of mine that I've had, it's touched some sensitive spots to where like it starts to make my fingers kind of like No, I didn't get that. No. I did not get that's that. All right. But is that well, yeah. <sighs> I mean, every day I've like sent a text to lights as well. I was like, hey, how does it look? Is it okay? Is it right? She's like, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's all part of the process. It'll start to peel a little bit. Yeah, it's part you know? of the process. Don't I'm worry, the ink's not gonna fall off. Aquaphor or whatever, some some lotion and uh and yeah. see what happens. I actually just got a picture of the of the lotion aquaphor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Text me to get some lotion on. Got that some of that. Yep. So, um, so yeah, big tattoo guy. Now, obviously, we're we're now a team of tattooists. Yeah. Here. Um. So yeah. Do you? What did? Uh, what did your mom think? Mom got a tattoo before I did. In oh, her life. so she's so, fine. Oh yeah. Okay. So she promised her high school lacrosse team that if they won the state championship, she would get the the Heritage Christian Eagles logo tattooed on her hand. So nice. my mom actually had a tattoo before me. Okay. So we're a big tattoo family now. See, that's always now we yeah. got to get Doug Bowles to get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be a great uh, little video that we could do with him there. You think we Doug to a tattoo shop? I think we can get him to get the wing and wheels on his. Got, uh, let's throw it on the shoulder. He's in a suit all the time. No one's sh- ever gonna see it. You know what I mean? Shoulder action um yeah that was always the biggest obstacle for me man was getting past my mom you know she hates tattoos and see uh, my mom used to yeah until my brother my younger brother colin um got drunk in ireland for his uh like 19th birthday since you could drink over there as an irishman does as an irishman does and he got a big irish shield on his (laughs) shoulder (laughs) and he he came back and my mom was like what in the world is that (laughs) well it's i've worked my way up to where you know the first two that i got my mom was uh, pretty pissed the third one she kind of just like gave me that look of like really and then moved on and now it's <laughs> to the point now i've gotten to the point of, like the fifth or sixth one where she's like what's this one? Oh, yeah okay well you know <laughs> what so. is what is nature's meaning to this one really? right yeah so yeah <laughs> you, you just work your way it's a slow progression but we yeah. got a ton to talk about today on speed yes. street really we do we have uh quite a lot going on in the world of motorsports uh off off the track as well both in me and connor's oh, life yeah. we got people prank calling us <laughs> and i want to start with that actually before okay. we get into the nascar championship that we saw over the weekend i know you were down there a few indycar uh new signees on a different yep. team is going to be a riding so we got to get into that and your controversial tweet recently not controversial at all. We're going to get into that, the prank call, because uh, that I don't know why people cannot figure this out, but it's Twitter, so I there you go, there's your the answer. Yeah. Uh, so a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, um, I get a phone call. Wait, wait, probably this might have been last week. This is probably last week. Yes, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I get a phone call probably about 1145 on either like a Sunday or Monday night. And it's it says no caller ID. Yep. And so obviously I don't answer it because I mean, <laughs> it's either spam or I, know, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting there after I don't answer and I'm thinking, don't no caller ID. Did somebody just star six, seven me? Like, did I yeah. get, did I get prank called like middle school style? And I was like, I don't know. Let's see if they leave a voicemail or something. A few minutes go by, no voicemail. I'm like, yeah, weird. Then all of a sudden, 
finally get the voicemail alert. Check the voicemail. <laughs> it's four minutes long. <laughs> so I'm that's like, that's a good one. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, that's a- all right. Either someone has a whole lot to say and they're like threatening to kill me and all this stuff or because that's where my mind immediately goes whenever I get like a call of a number that I don't know yeah. or like a no caller ID situation. You know, I think if I answer it or I check the voicemail, it's going to be like, I'm coming for you. I yeah. know what you did 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, you know, because you I'm, remember that one day where your dog did this and then right. you did that? And I was like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I'm messed up like that. So anyways, yeah. four minutes long on the voicemail. Like, what is this? So, you know, my wife's asleep next to me. Like I said, it's almost midnight on like a random Monday night and I check it. And uh, <laughs> so all of a sudden I just hear two dudes that are like, oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Molinaro uh, wanted to talk to you. We represent Chris Collinsworth uh, for the uh, law firm Sabra and Sabra. Uh, you apparently have been slandering Mr. Collinsworth about uh, doing impressions <laughs> of him and blah, blah, blah. And so immediately I'm like, okay. I, I didn't even listen to all of it. I didn't even listen to all of it because I'm like, all right, now listen to, to four minutes agent, of that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> second of all, do I need to change my number? Yeah. Because now some stranger has my phone number and is just going to keep calling me and prank calling me. What the hell is going on? So I didn't do anything about it. I was like, all right, you know, if they do it again, maybe I'll figure something out. I'll just let it go for a few days. Yep. And then I'm sitting there after a Pacers game last week. On Wednesday night, Pacers just beat the Knicks. I'm at Coach's Tavern with my wife and two of our great friends. Coach's Tavern, you know, yep, is coaches. a very Love fine it. establishment, especially after a Pacers game. And uh, all of a sudden, I get a text from Marco Andretti. <laughs> Marco Andretti says something along the lines of, uh, hey, man, did you really get sued by Collinsworth? <laughs> I, I read something <laughs> in a magazine. And I'm like... At first, I was like, oh, shit, you know, about to, like, search my name and Collinsworth <laughs> to see if, like, something really had happened, yeah. you know? And then before I did that, then Marco follows up with about 18 crying, laughing emojis. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like the uh, Zach Galifianakis gif with the numbers flying everywhere. Everything's adding up. I'm like, it uh, was freaking Marco. I was yep. like, you did that. He was just and he, so he's laughing hysterically, you know what I mean? Like. I could not believe it, man. Him and his buddies <laughs> on a random drunk night decided to give me a prank call, tell me I was getting sued by Chris Collinsworth. That's fantastic. Honestly, very creative on their side. The the two friends I know very well, Nick Carpenter is one of them, uh, who I play Call of Duty with, oddly enough, okay. uh, whose uh, dad went to the moon or was like an incredible guy, uh, wildly. But actually, so yes. he's like an astronaut? Yeah, like his dad... Carpenter, I, I, I some went to space, did a lot of cool stuff in space. I don't know. Okay. And then his other buddy, uh, who's also like a comedian as well. And because I received a call that same I was night say. as well. I, I got prank called. And um, I feel like anytime, because I've been attacked by the Star 6 7 before. I, I, I've been, I get wild, you know, calls by random people. And, uh, and, and I don't know why, probably because I've, I, yeah, I don't know why maybe because I've had the same phone number forever, but I'm not sure. But I get this call and they're like, Hey, uh, is this Connor daily? I'm like, so yeah. you answered your call. Oh, absolutely. I, I, w- I was also at coaches. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were at coaches when you got the call. I, I was, was laying in bed. Yes. I okay. was at coaches when I got the call. Got it. And, uh, and, and I was sitting next to Taylor Tannenbaum. Oh, nice. Uh, local, local news lady. Yep. And, uh, and we were talking about sports and, and there was also a lady there who worked for the Colts which is very funny. And I was like, guys, I'm going to take this just to see what happens. And so we're sitting there and, and he's like, they're both like, Hey, uh, uh, our, our daughter says that, uh, that she met you at the revel nightclub, uh, last oh, week. And I said, Oh yeah, is that right? Revel, huh? Nice. <laughs> I, I play right into it because yeah. I'm a little bit concerned. Cause I was like, well, I know I was not home last weekend, mm-hmm. but let's adventure into this. Mm-hmm. I said, and I also said, my name was Steve. <laughs> Nice. So you have the wrong number. Oh yeah, your name is Steve. My name's Steve. We're all Steves here. Yeah, we get it. (laughs) Okay, Connor. And I said, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, my name's Steve. I don't go to Revel Nightclub. First of all, because it's not even Revel Nightclub anymore. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and they were like, oh yeah, but it was like you know last week. I said, well, I was gone last week. Well, it was three weeks ago. I said, ah, get your timeline right. And I just, I, I, I hung up on him immediately. But Marco sent a video of of like them doing it too, and. It was as they were all dressed up for Halloween as well, which was quite funny. So, nice. 
Marco, big into the prank calls with his friends. Uh, but if you but get a star in classic, six, seven, classic Marco fashion, he was not on the call no, itself. No, no, no. He was in the background. Just laughing. Right. Yeah. So was he the mastermind Probably the this? orchestrator. Yeah. He was the orchestrator, yeah. and then he gets his minions to do it for yeah. him. His minions. Yes. That was Andretti's. They got a lot of minions out uh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, yeah, that was, um, that was quite funny because I really did not know who it was at the time. But as soon as he sent like the video, um, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Those, that way it was to those two guys. Tyler Rothrock was the other one. That's, that's hilarious. I was, yeah. So like, I, I'm sitting there and I have such a relief come over me when I'm at yeah, coach's you're tavern. You're not getting sued. Yeah, well, one, I'm like, I'm sitting on this thinking either one, I'm getting sued or two, <laughs> it's, you know, one, it's definitely a prank call, right? But I'm, then I'm like, my big worry is who the hell has my number and who's giving out my number. <laughs> yeah. Got to figure out that. But then two, maybe I am getting sued. I don't know. And so then all those reliefs went away and... um <laughs> yeah, we all had a good laugh about it. But Marco, you got to watch out for that guy. Yeah, watch out for him on the phones. He'll, um, <laughs> you know, he'll he'll get you. And there's often a lot of creative human beings at his house, so it uh, true. It can get real interesting real quick. The man hangs out with you know Jeff Ross and Ludacris oh, yeah. and a lot of know, hilarious who stuff. Hell, who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, all right. So beyond that, let's get into a little bit more racing talk and what's been going on on the track. Uh, let's start. With, let's start with NASCAR over oh, the yeah. weekend, brother. It was a Great championship weekend. weekend. Down there in Arizona, looked like beautiful weather. You were down there. Yep. Um, thoughts on on both the Xfinity and the Cup Series? Oh man, I well, I thought like I I didn't see the Truck Championship to finish up that because I was on Friday and I was still in Colorado, but uh, but that was a great race apparently as well. And then the Xfinity race I was there for uh, was it, it was just awesome. I mean, it, it came down to the you know basically the last lap. Absolutely, photo Hemrick finish. On, I right? mean, incredible. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what you want out of a championship. You had Austin Sindrick, who was doing everything he could to defend from Daniel Hemrick, and poor Daniel Hemrick has never won a race, and then he wins the race and the championship at the same time. I mean, what a you couldn't think of a better way to do it. I, I was I don't yeah. really know the guy, but I w- I was definitely very happy for him because like I've finished second before and it sucks, and he finished second like. 10 times in a row without winning. And I was like, that's a very Vitor Mira-esque stat. Like Vitor Mira and IndyCar finished second like 100 times or something like that, and he never won a race. And that was so sad. <laughs> Love hitting doubles, but yeah. got to knock it out of the park <laughs> exactly. every now and then. So yeah, that was a great race. I mean, absolute photo finish. I think Phoenix, Phoenix is such a great track for NASCAR. Uh, and and the, cr- the crowds there every day were awesome. Uh, I mean, such a great venue. Phoenix has Did has become very cool. I mean, just like it's like a it's like a it's like a football stadium now. But yeah. it's like all fit into one area, but you still have turns three, or four. It's just it's just interesting the way they've set it up. And uh, and I I thoroughly enjoyed watching the race there. And the Xfinity race was great because it was at night. And then the Cup race began the next day. And uh-huh. like the energy for the Cup race, I tell you what, NASCAR really does an incredible job like it it felt like you were showing up to you know super bowl sunday like and it, which it was you know championship sunday for those guys but like just like the the atmosphere the crowd the people i mean they sold the place out like like no not many people are not many series are doing that really for like oval tracks nowadays i mean we get large crowds at all of our events but like it doesn't look like it all in one place whereas like this looks like you go to a football stadium and it's packed because it's all the bleachers right right um so yeah, so again, cup race was awesome. Got to hang out in Chase Briscoe's box until he got taken out. Uh, he got wrecked, and then we were in Cole Custer's box. Big forty-one tattoo guy. Hey, obviously. Yeah, I was respecting the forty-one car. There you go. Um, and yeah, man, it was a great race. I mean, the four championship guys. You had Denny, Martin, Chase, and and uh, and Kyle just like just battling out the whole time. Yep. Which I still find. I, there's there's like a conspiracy side where you're like, why is it only the four championship guys that are the fastest guys right now? <laughs> but then I'm like, well, they were the top four in the championship too, so like they and have also, been the best all year, right? And also, it's like that's what you're you're paying to see. I mean, that's exactly. what you want to see, you know? Yeah. So it was it was it was good to see those guys because it was very interesting. Like, it felt like Kyle was leading sometimes, and then Chase, and then even mm-hmm. Martin had a stint up front, and yeah, like it, it was just it was an interesting way it developed and like at the last pit stop as well boom Kyle Larson's pit stop was was the best and and that's like 
it his becomes crew so- celebrating oh, was yeah. wild. It was such a great like team effort. You know what I mean? Like they probably they were working on their cars all day, like tuning the cars in the pit box. How are we gonna how are we gonna be good for that last stint? And Kyle, as he's been the whole season, just it just he was the guy. And like, and it was so cool to see him do that. I feel like from what I've watched NASCAR this year, and it's way more than I've ever watched, and you know, yeah. I got more to do, but I feel like I want to call him like Lurkin Larson because yeah. no matter what's going on in the race, <laughs> he's right no matter there. who's up front, you just know at a certain point, old Kyle Larson's going to be coming through. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, because we're watching. So me and my family were in Pittsburgh and we were watching, um, the 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 Chiefs Packers game was absolutely dreadful, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, NASCAR's on, and so we dreadful, flipped over. Yeah, we flipped over, and and I've caught about the last hundred laps, and uh, yeah, man, I was just like, Larson's coming, yeah. Larson's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because for a while, I, I was like, I, I don't think he's got it, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he's got it again. Right, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it feels like it's kind of been the year of Kyle, Kyle Larson. Oh, right? yeah. I, I think it's the beginning of an era. A lot of people have said that. I mean, I think he was so dominant this year. I, I, I still think, though, like Denny Hamlin, very good. Obviously, not as many wins as Kyle, but like, De- like I think the competition up at the front of the NASCAR field is very similar to the competition at the front of the IndyCar field. It's just like, man, it could be... I think there's more guys, obviously, in IndyCar who have a shot at winning than in than in Cup. But like, still, those like those few guys at the front of the Cup field is like, man, it's like, whoo, that's tight. Mm-hmm. And it's got to you got to make the right calls in the pit stops. You got to make sure you're taking care of your tires. Like, there's just there's a lot there. And like, I really I like watching those guys go at it. I I, I think Denny's very talented. I think Kyle is potentially one of the best drivers that's ever lived on the earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I mean Martin Truex as well always a classic contender like contender like that guy's super talented as well and um and obviously chase elliott's gonna be a superstar for forever you know what i mean like yeah. that guy's that guy's good so still crazy that he's only 25 yeah it's it's absolutely absurd and 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 so yeah i think there was there were so many people that there were a couple celebrities there that i did not know who they were but they looked like celebrities you know what i mean mm-hmm. you ever get those like you have, like i'm in pit lane i was like I think I've seen that girl on Instagram before, but I don't know. Or like, yeah, I think that's, that guy, like, I think, um, uh, what's this? Suggs was there. Uh, Terrell Suggs. Terrell, I think Terrell Suggs yeah, was probably. there. Yeah, probably. I saw Suggs shirts and I was like, shoot, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would make sense. His yeah. last stint in the NFL was with the Cardinals and he went yep. to Arizona State. There you go. So he's, he's, he's out there. Yeah. So there was um, a lot of, there were a lot of people out there, which was awesome. I mean, yeah. it was a great time. Yeah. And I was just along for the ride with old Marco. Marco, we went to L.A. afterwards as well. And, uh, you know, I, I got to see Tony Stewart on the grid before the race as well. Tony was nice. like, uh, I said, Tony, when are we going to Vegas again? Did you mention <laughs> our show? Did you say, hey, you got uh, you got time to hop on? You know, I Come on not. down to Speed Street? I was trying to, I was trying to ask other questions about okay. uh, my future in NASCAR. You know what I mean? I, gotcha. don't, I don't know what was going on there or what I could do in NASCAR racing. Right. Tony's great, though. I like That's Tony fair. a lot. He's... He's such a funny guy. We'll try to get old smoke on here. Yeah, soon. we do have to yeah. get smoke on the podcast. I think that would be um, wildly entertaining. But he's also trying to set up an NHRA team. He's trying to do about 10,000 things at yeah. once. Busy guy. Run the SRX racing series. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot guy. going on there. Yeah. But yeah, NASCAR, great weekend. Great way to cap off the season. Uh, cap off a whole era for those cars. They got new cars next year. Yeah. So. It was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed being there for that and saw Scott Speed there as well. Scott Speed was on the grid, legendary Formula yeah, One American racer. Yeah. He was a NASCAR guy as well. A lot of different people out there. It was awesome. Cool. I sent out a tweet after. I said, Kyle, Kyle Larson for Indy 500 2022. Everyone wants that. Yeah. Everybody wants it. Everyone and got wants really it, good again, feedback. Let's he, make it happen. I mean, I, I it, it would be fantastic, right? Yeah. But I think it's got to be, you know, it's, He's going to have to have one of the best seats, right? He's not going to do it with some, you know, like half budget situation. Well, it's obviously going to get well-funded, but he's 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 either going to do it with Penske or Penske, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. It's going to well, be. Well, they only got three rides for next no, year. No, it's true. It's so. a perfect fit. I, I could see that happening. It just depends on whether, you know, Mr. Hendrick wants to let him do that with, with Captain mm. Rogers. So who knows? 
yeah. A lot of politics in the sport big as well. You know big, what I mean? Yeah, big money guys. Politicals. Big money political guys that uh, we don't have any control of. I also yeah. <laughs> sent out a tweet last night, and I, we got to talk about it because this is just the most ridiculous thing ever. Very bro. controversial. I got many people texting me last night saying, what's your boy up to? Or like, <laughs> what's your boy doing? Like, And I, and like one of them came from Alex Rossi. A couple other my friends, I said, hey, hey, hey. Let's calm down here. Well, I, I had to, I had to set them all straight. I was like, I defend my guy here. It was it was fairly obvious. What uh, <laughs> I still, I mean, people just choose to just believe and you know just ignore what what is real and believe what they want to. Yeah, I said because I'm thinking about it. Last night, last night was Tuesday night was tip off of college basketball. Yeah, college basketball in November. It's kind of college basketball's you know month besides March, right? November, you get all these crossover games. You get big games. It's the, it's the you know, you used to have the 24-hour marathon of college hoops oh, yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. Day, Thanksgiving weekend, right? Like That's a good one. November is a very big college basketball month besides March, right? Yes. March Madness is the thing. So I was thinking about it, and I tweeted out, you know, best sport months uh, <laughs> that, uh, that aren't the playoffs or the tournament, you know? Yes. Because obviously, again, college basketball, March. Major League Baseball, October with the playoffs and the World Series, right? A lot of people in the NFL mm-hmm. would probably say January with the playoffs and the <laughs> AFC Championship and all that. So I tweeted out five, the top five, and there was not the month of May and the Indy 500 on there. Again, I made the statement last night, the month of May and the Indy 500 is the world's largest sporting event. It is the World Series of IndyCar. It is the Super Bowl of IndyCar. Oh, yeah. It is the March Madness of IndyCar. All put into one. That's a given. We're not talking about that list. That's a different <laughs> list. Just that's like, like I, top elite events. You know right. What I mean? yeah. It's a different list. And just like how I put, you know, I, uh, you know, December NFL or, or December NBA. Right. NBA is great in like the month of May because it's playoffs and it's uh, you get day basketball and it's exciting. Right. Like that is the point of the list. Like college basketball in November was my number one because it's not the time of year for it, right? It's not March Madness. It's kind of like a rain, like a hey, November, what do we got going on? Oh, we got college basketball going on. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. October for college football. The tailgates are oh, great. Yeah, the weather's actually, yeah. getting good, right? It's not that like that's when people are on the rise. You can maybe lose a game in October, bounce back. Like October is a great month for college football. That's not your typical when you think of like, oh yeah, college football, right? And people were just losing their mind. Graham Rahal, Alex <laughs> Rossi, James yeah. Hinchcliffe, all tweeting oh, yeah. at me. Chris Burton from, uh, oh, you yeah. know, I, I, your, your podcast partner would disagree. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I'm, tr- I fully am aware that the month of May, I've been on record <laughs> saying this multiple, multiple times, and I will continue to be on record. Month of May in Indianapolis is unlike any other. Yep. But it, because that is the pinnacle. Yes. That's the pinnacle. Just like That's March Madness is the pinnacle of college basketball. Yes. We're not talking about those. <laughs> it's different lists. I, I, so I love just, the defense here. I, I respect it because I often, I often go to the internet and I see, or something that I've put, I was like, do you guys like, like, let's say you go to, you put a, have you ever had this happen where you put up an Instagram photo or something like that? And like, you're talking about what is in the photo. And then someone immediately comments like, Oh hey, what what's what what happened here or what's this? I was like, read the caption. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, I find know what that you're saying. To a similar frustration where it's like, well, if you let's read into it a little bit, you know what I mean? Just just spend ten more seconds, ten more seconds to think about it. It's a ten second rule for me. Like, just I, look at it for ten more seconds. Like I had I had like number five was uh, June baseball. <laughs> if we we're talking about this, then I would have said October baseball because yeah. that's the best month for <laughs> yeah. baseball. Yeah. Also, in the same argument, people kept coming at me being like, oh, what about April? You get the start of baseball and playoff basketball and the Masters. We're not combining sports into that month. It's not yeah. a, a, It's not what month you get the best amount of sports. It's the singular sport with a singular month. It's not that hard to understand. There you go. I mean, I get it. I get I it. I just feel like all these people, all my <laughs> buddies, all these IndyCars, everybody's feeling like I'm slighting the Indy 500 in the month of May as if I don't know it's the best time of the year. It's not the same ranking. There it is. I like that defense. Jeez. A lot of emotion in there. I don't, I, you know what? You heard it here first. Those are all Thank the explanations you. of what was going Thank on. Thank you. Not that hard to understand. We love the Indy 500. That's the thing. You got to think, what is the obvious love for us? Well, we love the Indy 500. That's obviously the best. 
It's like, but sometimes we got to put out things on the internet to create some conversation and then get people to think about things in a different way. Isn't that right? Exactly. Just evaluate some things. So I like that. That's <sighs> all right. But it was a very controversial. It was, it was very funny. I can tell you're very emotionally attached to that. And I respect that because I was just laughing at my friends and I actually got mad. I, I said, I said to them last night, I said, you know what? I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> It's like, that's my guy. <laughs> but it's like very clearly obvious what the argument is. If I would, if that would have been the same thing, then I would have had October for baseball. I would have March for, for the, the college basketball. I would have had May for the Indy 500. Yep. Completely different things. Yeah. Highlight, highlight months. I respect Golly, that. Golly, man. It's unbelievable. These people online, man. Well, Where's your I'm glad brain? glad we got to that. All right. we got to that. Anyways, let's get into some more actual IndyCar news. Where are our friends' brains? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some actual IndyCar news. We had two young guns uh, over the last week. Actually, today when we recorded it, it got announced. Yeah, Kyle right Kirkwood. This. Yep. Uh, going to be in the number 14 car for Foyt. Yeah, I was texting him actually like last night about that too because I've obviously driven for Foyt before. And, uh, you know, when you see uh, a young fast American behind the wheel of the number 14 for AJ Foyt racing. It just feels right. You know what I mean? That's I think good. there's, you know, I drove for Foyt, but I was in the, you know, in the 41 car, uh, hence the tattoo. Ha ha. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I thought that it just, there's something about that. Like if, if that team continues to, you know, improve, obviously, you know, Foyt's been through some tough stuff. Like I, it was a tough year when I was there, me and Carlos Munoz and Carlos, you know, poor Carlos hasn't been back since, but uh, but I think they're on the rise. You know, they had a lot of great influence from uh, Sebastian Bourdais. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If they continue the 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 rise up the ranks that they're they're doing in the in the competitive field of IndyCar, then it's that could be a great place for him. And and I'm I'm very curious to see who his teammates are, whether it's one or two people, um, because obviously you know he'll need to learn from some people, and maybe there's. Uh, you know, maybe there's, there's, there's a relationship that he's got with other teams and technical alliances or whatever, but, but it was cool to see. Cause I, I think, uh, a young driver getting a shot. I always wanted a shot, you know, when I was aspiring mm -hmm. and in Indy lights and all that stuff Yeah, and he got the shot. So that's, it's going to be cool. He, not only did he get the shot, but Devlin DeFrancesco getting the shot yes. with Andretti taking over, uh, our buddy Hinch, Hinch number 29's, uh, ride. Yeah, obviously sad to see Hinch not, uh, you know, not with a a ride yet, but I'm sure Hinch has a lot in the works. Um, but yeah, Devlin is a kid who I've known since he was literally a child, like a like a, a wee lad. Uh, and his dad actually used to be a sponsor of mine uh, when I was racing in in Europe. Uh, and so yeah, so I've known the DeFrancesco family a long time. Andy has helped me out in many different ways. Uh, including like randomly helping me out with hotels in Miami, like just a, just a nice guy, good people there. He's good a good one to know. Smart businessman, uh, Andy DiFrancesco. and and uh, and yeah, Devlin's getting a shot with the big time with the big team. You know, good good teammates, solid place to be. Um, you know, there there's a lot of talk, obviously about you know how he got there or why he got there, etc. Were you surprised? I um, the, the no, I knew he was go guy. There. We oh, all knew he was going to go. Really? There. That, that was the plan. Yeah. I mean, I thought Kirkwood was the guy there. Yes. But the, but a lot of this does come down to funding and there's there there's a, there's a strong, Devlin's got a strong group of supporters behind him and, and a great program. He's built a great program. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause again, the only reason I've had an IndyCar ride the last couple of years is because I've had a sponsor. You know what I mean? Not enough of a sponsor, but <laughs> a sponsor to get me in the, you know, in the game. And so, um, it's one of those things where, it's just part of the sport, right? It's just part of, of the game. And, and Devlin has an opportunity to move up with a great team and great, you know, backing behind him. Then you know what? Awesome. And, uh, and I think they've got a great relationship with the Andretti team. Um, so it's cool. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be, there's a lot of wild opinions out there from people. On, I see in the comments of all of, of the announcements and I'm just like, man, that's tough. But, um, you know, we, uh, it does, it doesn't matter what those comments say. Like Devlin could go out and have a great season. You know what I mean? Like he mm -hmm. could be, he could show his stuff in IndyCar and, and, uh, we've seen it before. We've seen guys, you know, not, maybe not have, uh, you know, just take different routes. Like he raced in Europe, like I did. And then, and then came back over here 
And, you know, sometimes when you get into the biggest of cars with the most downforce, that suits your driving style as well. So there, you never know, it could be a, a you know, could be a big, big step for him and, 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 and the right one as well. So I don't, I, we'll see. It's, uh, it's interesting, man. Look at, at Andretti, uh, just coming into 2022 with, uh, you know, Colton Herta, Rossi, Grosjean taking over for Hunter yeah. Ray, DeFrancesco taking over for Hinch. I mean, um, a, a new a look, a new era, a lot of heat coming out of that Andretti team. A lot of team. heat on the uh, the old Andretti organization there. Yeah. Do you feel like it, because from an outsider's perspective, though, it did feel like, you know, an analogy, I'll try to make sense of this here from the NFL draft this past year, right? Mm. Like Zach Wilson goes number two to the Jets when a lot of people felt like Justin Fields was probably better and has yes. done more and has proven more. Jets take a chance, a little bit more of a chance on Zach yeah, Wilson, number yeah. two for, you know, and then, and then Justin Fields falls, goes to the 10 to the bears. And then, you know, cause I was thinking all along, I'm seeing Kirkwood just win, win, podium, podium, win, win, you know, and there's a lot of talk surrounding him in an Andretti move, you know, and then all of a sudden now he's with Foyt that kind of similar there. So I think the way that works and I, and I was kind of talking to Kyle about this as well. Uh, and, and I obviously would never share, you know, details of stuff, but like, I think what happens sometimes is like the way I looked at things, like when I signed my deal with Foyt, there was kind of like a, an idea that that might've been a three-year deal. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. it was one year with options. And like, so I kind of went there with this plan for the future. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, but, uh, but I think because he couldn't go with Andretti, it doesn't mean they're like, they're, they're like out on Kyle Kirkwood, obviously like there's still going to be something to where, Hey, look, Kyle, you're going to have to get in and, and, and just get in. You know what I mean? no matter where it is, but here's what we're going to, there's always like kind of an outline for the future. Is it like new garden pre Penske? No, because well, not really because new garden right out the gate three year contract, you know okay. what I mean? And so okay. that is a few, that is a great deal Gotcha. because Kyle's deal, as far as I know, is only one year. And so that's, you know, that, that does make sure it gives him options. And again, if Kyle does really well with Foyt, that's huge because we obviously know that Foyt has not been winning races in yeah. a very long time. So if he does really well with Foyt, that again ups his stock, right? But it's it's what I've noticed in IndyCar, it's all about riding a wave. You got to ride the wave because as soon as that wave crashes, it is very tough to get back on top of that wave of mm. positivity, uh, results, people being on your side, teams wanting you. Like it's you got to ride the wave. My wave crashed a long time ago, but I I've, I I forced my way back wave. in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and so I. You know, but I, I remember riding that similar wave. Like my rookie year in IndyCar, you know, we were on the podium past the most cars that year. Like couldn't win rookie of the year because Alex Rossi won the Indy 500. That's son of a snake. And, <laughs> and, and that was tough. But like, it was like a really great wave. And like after 2016, it was like, oh, well, you know, my team at Coin, like we didn't have the sponsorship. Um, and like AJ Foyt did. And so they were like, hey, we don't need any money and we're going to pay you to be a racing driver. I was like, great, let's go there. Let's go, yeah. But you have an entire year of like just ah, it's, you know, just struggled. It's like boom, you're dead. Yeah, and that was it. And so I just I I told Kyle, well, I said, hey man, whatever you do, just make sure you've got some stuff set up for the future, which I I think he does, and I think he's gonna do great. And I think Larry and the and the guys at Foyt, like I know a lot of those guys at Foyt, still great people, uh, some some good engineers, and so like I think if they can just you know continue to build that that puzzle together and put put all the pieces in place then he is in the the right move and obviously i think you have to look at things like he is right now where it's like hey man we've got a shot at it and and all you can ask for is a shot at it and, yeah. and, and as long as you're in and you do have a chance you can make magic happen so uh so yeah so that that's that's gonna be an interesting move but i i definitely that is an interesting comparison with the draft for sure like sometimes you're taking a chance but like, if it works out, it's going to be great. Right. Well, I'm just excited to have, um, you know, two young, a lot of youth, coming two in. young yeah. guns coming in. You got some more youth injection happening. And, uh, you know, I think that's great. So uh, excited for Kyle, excited for, uh, Devlin. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I've talked more with Kyle than I have with Devlin, but looking forward to, I don't know, hopefully eating some donuts or something with them. Exactly. Uh, you should definitely do that. Chatting the kid up a little bit. Um, where were you at over the weekend? You were uh, you were in Pittsburgh, you said? Yeah, Sunday morning, uh, took off, went out there. 
uh, me and my wife, and then uh, my parents actually got tickets. Was able to thank you to the Steelers. Oh, nice! Um, they they set up my parents with some pretty dope seats, and then um, Michael Evans Bailing. Actually, you remember him from? Uh, he's the actor in the All American, uh, the show All American. Oh, CW. Really? We uh, he was at uh, the two seater ride. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, he is a Steelers fan, and uh, so he invited me and my wife out there, and we we got the suite set up. First time I've ever sat in a suite at an NFL really? game. Those are nice, man. Great food. Did they, good, <laughs> yeah. did, did they have good cookies? You know, I didn't try the cookies. Because the Colts suites always had the, like, just incredible cookies. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. See what happened. You know, I like to get into the game early, especially for a Steelers game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so me and Riley got in there. We were the first ones in there. We were watching warm-ups. Like, I was, you know. So I, I didn't have cookies because I ate wings. Mm. I ate some buffalo chicken dip that they had Classic. in there. You know, popped open a few icy lights, which is the, lights. Yeah, the beer out there. Um, <laughs> Iron City lights. And then, you know, once the game gets coming around, man, I, I really lose my appetite because I'm very into You're it. locked I'm in. I'm very yeah. locked in. So You're I did in. not venture back. I was only, you know, having some beers to help calm the nerves a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then... So I didn't venture back to the cookies, no. But they had the whole spread, so okay, I'm sure yeah. that there were some out there. Well, yeah. next time, if you get that opportunity, I would like a cookie review. Cookie review sure. like of the Pittsburgh cookie yeah. review? Okay. Because I think the Colts are, they just do such a good job. I love those. it. Yeah, so uh, we had a fun time out in Pittsburgh, for sure. Have you ever been out there? Uh, so, no. Okay. I, where I have gone, though, which might be offensive to you, I have gone to an Eagles game. You know, not, I think that's more offensive for in-state folks. Okay. Right. Yeah. What'd be more offensive is like the Bengals or the Ravens to yeah. me. Well, I have been to a Bengals game several yeah. times. Yeah. I went, I actually, one year I, um, cause I, I grew up obviously a Colts fan, but I, uh, also liked the underdog story. So I, I don't know if I've told the story before, but like, I, I'm also a Bengals fan because when I was growing up, they didn't win any games. Like they had they no were, wins. They were not good. Yeah. Tough era for the Bengals. Like a lot of different quarterbacks. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Really difficult era. Um, but we had like Corey Dillon was our guy. Corey I mean, I, had, I have a Corey Dillon jersey. I got a Chad Ochocinco jersey. I have a signed Andy Dalton jersey. Like, I remember you going through your big, jersey big closet. Big Bengal guy. Yeah. So I went to a Colts Bengals game as a kid with with uh, with Doug, my stepdad. Mm hmm. And I wore both jerseys. I wore half Corey Dillon jersey and I wore half a Peyton Manning jersey what? as well. Yeah. <laughs> I wore two jerseys to the game. I looked like a bit of a stooge. All the people around us were kind of like, oh, like that's offensive, but we get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was uh, I was definitely cheering for both the Colts and the Bengals down there. But yeah, when I went to an Eagles game, very wild experience for me. I, I forget they might have been playing the Steelers. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But it was a very aggressive atmosphere. There's yes. one thing I remember about Philadelphia is that like every single player on the other team that got introduced, they would shout "sucks" after they announced him. Nice. So it was like, uh, let's go with a uh, like an old school Antoine Randall L. Sucks. You know what I mean? Like, like something like really. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. These people really hate the other team. You yeah. know what I mean, it was it was a wild experience. Uh, yeah. But I would love intense. to go to a Steelers game at some point. It was, you know, I. Uh, so I was like my seventh game at Heinz Field. Um, and usually we don't stay the night because we usually would go to like a one o'clock kick or even maybe yeah. like a four o'clock kick and we'll just hightail it back afterwards. Um, so that was only my second night game at Heinz. And my first night game was quite literally 20 years ago in the inaugural season. Oh, wow. Monday night football 20 game. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, 2001. Shoot. Um, so I was only eight, so I remember it, but I don't remember like being able to really take it all in, but that, yeah. that atmosphere on Monday night, I mean, the place was rocking, it was humming. It was, it was, it's just a different energy. You know what I mean? D different energy for <laughs> sure. So it was really fun. A lot of, a lot of fun out there in Pittsburgh. Uh, I want to get to something before we get into some of the questions, hopefully yeah. that we got, uh, could you pull up Paul Tracy's Instagram for me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's always kind of a scary, uh, uh scary request. Place to go. <laughs> Are we talking about this debate between me and Santino Ferrucci? I didn't even see this one. This one's a oh. quite a shot at, oh, our, so at our boy oh. Alex Rossi. Oh yeah. Well, you you must not have got into the comments on that photograph. No, I did not. I, I saved it because I want to talk about it because I was like, oh my god. Well, it made it to Reddit apparently, or some. I, yeah. I Santino came after me in the comments. Like, oh, what a tool. Like, as he as he does, yeah. And if you come after me, well, guess what? I'm gonna go back right back at you, yeah. Like, cause I sure. I didn't start this. I don't start stuff. I don't do it. 
But uh, start with a post once you find it, because I know well, Paul posts about six times a day. No, so it was a story. I, I don't know where this story came from, but and it was just a screenshot. So again, it, it sounds like a Jalopnik type story, which is a bit like they've got some questionable opinions on stuff. But uh, Netflix success story: Drive to Survive for F1. There's only one problem. IndyCar may be too boring and its characters not compelling enough. Long gone are IndyCar characters like AJ Foyt or Paul Tracy, whose theatrics in and out of the car made great theater. Today, IndyCar drivers are best friends who hang out together between races. There's no visible politics in the paddock, shouting fights or no holds take the other guy out rivalry. IndyCar is just too boring for TV, and it's been that way for years. Alex Rossi with a miserable face. <laughs> He's arrogant enough to perhaps make a compelling character. <laughs> I just love that that was the screenshot that was chosen. Nice little like, shot at Rossi. Alex, but yeah, but Alex is just looking aggressive like he always does. Now here, I I would like to offer my opinion on this. Please, because that's why I brought it up. I do think 75% of this is completely right. Yeah, unfortunately. I, 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 compl- I mean, we've talked about it before, obviously, but yeah. like, it's right. like, and, and, I, and a lot of people are going to hate me on saying that because I saw a lot of people just getting really angry. They're like, yeah, but you guys don't know these guys, these guys, these guys. It's like, but th- those that's coming from our fans who know us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But what's really going to, like, what's really going to get the attention of of other people? What ends up on SportsCenter? What ends up on, Who's like, going to go on Ellen like Daniel gonna, Ricardo did? Yeah, well, that's because Formula One are more more popular than us, but like, I know, but I'm just saying like, yeah. who's going to catch somebody like Ellen's eye to be like, yeah, let's get, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think, and, 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 and again, again, I, everyone hates my opinion on this because they know that they're like, I'm just the funny guy who like likes to party, but like also like, you know, that is dedicated my entire life to this sport. You know what I mean? But it's not wrong. Like, like the, the best, like, I, I just wish that unless we do get a TV show and that that does get to that inner layer of some of these drivers that we know have great personalities um, and other stuff like that. But yeah, there's, there's true there. No one's, there's not enough angry people like talk. Well, I think there are a lot of angry, like if you go to driver's meetings and stuff like that and you see like some of us, how like, Oh yeah, that guy was an idiot. That was a dumb thing. Like we talk about that between ourselves but no one ever says it like in interviews unless you're Elio at the end of the season, which was awesome. You but, know what I mean? See, now that I'm more, the more I'm thinking about it, that's what I was just about to say is I know in these driver meetings, I know behind closed doors, I oh, know yeah. inside the paddock, not maybe out, you know, out front everybody, but I know those conversations happen. I know that you guys are in there and somebody pisses you off, you're saying this motherfucker, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that's happening because oh, yeah, you guys are yeah. professional, competitive, yeah. you know, just alpha males that are behind 220 mile an hour race cars like that, that happens. So my thing is just nobody knows it yet. So if you yeah. were to get one of these shows and then you have that, and then all of a sudden you're putting together a documentary style or a reality show, then all of a sudden people who are watching it are like tweeting about it. Then all of a sudden you find out, Oh, well, uh, Santino Ferrucci was talking mad shit in his uh, trailer, you know, yeah. or Alex Rossi finds out that Elio Castroneves, you know, besides the interview was going in there and calling him, you know what? And, yeah. and, and his drivers are meeting. And then all of a sudden, then people get more pissed off about it. So I'm like, maybe you got to put, you know, instead of walking before you run, maybe we need to run before we walk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and but I, I completely agree because guess because guess who didn't know about any exciting F one drivers before the Netflix drive to survive? All of America, exactly. You know what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. So what? So what makes this article even relevant? Because we didn't know anything about these formula one drivers before they, before they got a TV show that right. like brought them into, that was really well edited. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you can make terrible comments about like, Oh yeah. IndyCar drivers are too boring or whatever. But it's like, well, I, I know they're not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we all, all know the people that. know. Oh yeah. But like fans maybe we do need a show to get deep into everyone and be like, Hey, this is actually awesome. You know what I mean? And so I, I completely see that. And, 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 and I just, I, I think the article was very unfairly written because again, if you looked at F1 before the drive to survive series, boy, you'd have to dig deep for, you know, like some excitement to follow because certainly in America, it wasn't popping. And now you have, you know, massive, massive interest in Formula one from America. And guess what? Because Americans want to be really entertained. You know what I mean? See, and that's like on a very, very small scale from my own experience, I've had, one, the pleasure and the opportunity to be able to do segments like 
with people like yourself and Hinch and Rossi and Graham Rahal and mm. Jack Harvey and Joseph Newgarden and and you know a whole bunch of guys. And I've had so many folks, whether in person, online, or text me, and it'll be like, hey, you know, I really enjoyed the uh, Connor Daly interview segment because um, I, I didn't really know that about him, and now it gives me something to root for. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know much about Joseph Newgarden, but I thought he was funny and relatable when he talked there to him, go. and now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see Joseph Newgarden win. So yeah. what I'm saying is it, that is a very like minute scale from my platform to what a platform like Netflix or whatever else could be. But again, it's just these people being able to say, oh, I hear Joseph Newgarden talk for more than you know uh, thirty seconds to Kevin Lee about what went wrong with his engine. I like this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. I just yeah. I think that there's. I, I agree. I think that that was uh, a little unfair, and I think the opportunity is there. It's just about having the opportunity come about. Yeah, and and like again to get deep into these comments, which uh, if you didn't, like, there's uh, thankfully not a lot of people saw this because I didn't. I don't really care about this stuff and don't really need to see it go far. But I I, I have I have questions. What's Ferrucci smacking about? So the first the first thing someone someone uh, had commented on this like they said I don't see anyone fighting in F one personalities, and he tagged a bunch of guys with personalities. Pat, he tagged Patricio, me, Will Power, and Elio, which I was like, yeah, those are guys with personalities. Santino then responds, true, it's boring, but CD is a wuss and only there because you know who can't wait, can't want to be back next year. So he can't spell words either. Which so he is was drunk, sad. So he was drunk which commenting is probably what's happening. And I have one question right out the gate. Who am I there because of <laughs> I like, do I have a rich family member that I don't know of? I don't know because like that they would be writing the checks if that uh, were the and, case. And like, am I there because of Doug Bowles? How is that even possible? Because politically, he would be fired if he was like helping a driver. Like he, Doug is a lawyer. Like Doug knows how how life works. Right. Like he's not an idiot. And like I found that to be potentially one of the dumbest things that he has ever said. Because like everyone knows that I am not there because of any one individual. Like. To be fair, if I was there because of someone, I'd probably try to be there full time, more successfully with one team instead of two and trying to hang on for dear life. You know what I mean? Sounds like Ferrucci is just the classic, uh, very small dog with a very big bark. You know what? But he here is where I do respect it because you know what? He's firing something and I respect that. And and I well, like, I appreciate I think you for respecting that. No, I, but... I think he's an idiot, like completely. Yeah. But. I also think he's talented. Like, I'm not saying he's not a bad driver. I think he's made some bad choices in his life. I was going to say, like, from what I understand, he could use the help like, of somebody like your stepdad. You know, he's crashed a lot of cars. Yeah. And, like, but, you know, to be fair, he's had some good finishes this year. Good for you. So, I said, so I, here, I'll read you the comment stream, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wildly curious as to who that might be. Fill us in, oh, wise wizard of the sport, <laughs> which is obviously a little, little <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, all jokes aside, you're the wizard, my guy. How you can stay in a seat when your best finish was my worst and I was part-time with no testing is a shocker. Please show me the way. Oh, here we go. Oh. Yep, I get it. Had bad results this season, Santino. Completely agree. Led more laps than you, whatever. I still have more trophies than you in IndyCar. No big deal. But, like, it's 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 stuff like that where I'm like, you know what? He's not wrong. Like, that's so those are right things. And I'm happy to have this back and forth. Because then I feel like I won the argument. Yeah. Well, he's just a little punk ass. No, no, no. Bitch. I I had one more comment. Okay. That, that was not responded to. This was the last one. And I've been waiting to say this for a long time. Yeah. And if you want to see this, this is on Paul Tracy's Instagram. And to be honest, I really I didn't really want to talk about this much more. But now that we're into it, yeah. I have a podcast to talk about stuff. So, I had to bring you it know up. What? Yeah. I said, look, kid. If there is one thing I don't have to do in my life, it's defend any part of my career to someone who got kicked out of racing in an entire continent by the FIA for being an idiot, which did happen. Yeah, so I, I, I brought home about 14 trophies from Europe and yeah. he got kicked out. So I, 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 you know, again, we all make tough choices. We've all made some mistakes in life. And again, I will say this to all Santino Frucci fans, like, the guy has some talent in an IndyCar. Absolutely. There's nothing like it. I just think that, you know what? 
Make some better choices. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And you know what? I've, I've made some dumb choices. And again, he's right about all those results things. I don't care. Like, I have plenty of results to stand on in my life and championships and all kinds of stuff. I won championships, races, and all. I mean, I'm happy enough in my life. You know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, but yeah, you know what? No one else is going after anyone on the internet like that. So as he said to me after the Indy 500 this year, he's like, hey, man. I think it's great for the sport what we're doing as I kicked him out of my nightclub table. But but I I I mean he's not wrong. Like he's not well, wrong. Well, I was just surprised. But again, when, I'm still not a fan. Sorry. I was just surprised when uh he showed up at Envy afterwards, not because of your rivalry, but because I was like I, I hadn't seen him in person before. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, they allow thirteen year olds in this place? <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, this, this is crazy. And again, you know, Ferrucci, you got a problem? Well then aim super high, buddy, because yep. I set my drink on top of your head. <laughs> Um, oh man! All right, this has become the Santiago <laughs> Well, I'm just hey, saying. You know what? Hey, but again, you gotta we ba- respect, you gotta bash my respect him. You gotta bash my friend, my podcast partner. Then you know, I'm I'm not gonna just sit on my hands. That's so. true. That's a good point. You uh, come after us, you better be able to take the heat. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have questions that we can get into? I'm admitting. Oh yeah. All right. Let's, 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 let's got a couple finish questions up with some questions here. here. Um. So I asked. Uh, it was kind of late. Uh, there was actually a question on thoughts on Matty Brabs testing in Indy Lights. Matt Brabham, you know Matt Brabham? I do not. Fill well, me in. That was after that was before you got in, but he did he did an Indy five hundred. He won the Indy Lights championship, I believe. He did not get a full time ride in Indy car, which I think he did deserve. Uh, I think Matt's just doing everything he can to be in the car. Bagel Man four twenty. That's the guy who asked that. Okay. And, I, and I like Matt Brabham a lot. Uh, my mom is best friends with his mom, um, and uh, great great people there. And he just won a Trans Am race over the weekend last weekend, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure what was like, it wasn't really widely reported that he was in Indy lights testing again, but he's got a lot of experience in those cars, in those cars. So it makes sense. Um, what's 22 look like? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, how do you really not know? I I, I really don't know. There's a lot of options on the table. Uh, I might still do a couple races this year in a series that is a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, we'll see there, 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 I honestly, uh, to be honest with the podcast listeners, I don't know how many there are, but, uh, I, it it could either be exactly the same thing that I was doing last year or something wildly different. So we're kind of just walking down the road of, of figuring out who's going to be supporting us and, and, and who's out. So this one is from B Kai's ST one. How did the force India sim compare to the current Delara Chevy, slash Honda Sims. That's actually a great question because I was the simulator development driver for the Force India Formula One team back in like 2012 and 13, which obviously sim technology wasn't as high as it is now. Um, but actually it's it's pretty similar to what, you know, what we use at Chevrolet. Uh, the model that actually Chevrolet uses, I tested in England um, for Force India because they were, it's uh, called an Ansible platform, Ansible Motion. And Ansible had us test a simulator in England, basically trying to sell one to Force India for their platform. And we ended up at Force India when I was there with a Cruden platform, which was this wildly large thing developing. And I I don't know what they have now, but, um, but yeah, it was, you know, the simulator technology now I think is, is, is even better, but it's really, it was really hard to beat the McLaren sim that we were on, uh, in the basement of the McLaren factory. Um, that was, that was a really, really impressive one. And, uh, but I think right now they're pretty similar, but again, I haven't been on a formula one simulator since 2013. So <laughs> long time, long yeah. time. Um, I guess these questions are actually, that's a good one. Can you talk a bit about your time in Europe? I heard it from Joseph's point of view, but not yours. This is from Damien Garcia seven. Joseph and I spent oddly different times in Europe, but we were there for obviously a month together doing the Formula Ford Festival. And actually, it was really cool. I saw we did the Formula Ford Festival and the Walter Hayes Trophy, two Formula Ford races in England together as teammates in 2008. And there was a Team USA scholarship just over there right now, actually. And another American um, just won uh, the Walter Hayes Trophy, which was great. Uh, I think his name is Max. I'm not, I'm not sure. Esterson or something like that. Uh, so good for the Team USA kids. But, I mean, I, I, I had an interesting time in Europe. We got we were on the podium a lot, uh, on pole, won races, you know, fought for championships against, you know, some when of was the best again? drivers in the world. 2011, 12, 13. And Joseph, he spent uh, 2000, I believe, nine 
in uh, or 2009 and 10. Yeah, nine in Formula Ford in Europe, and then 2010 in uh, in GP3, uh, the first year of GP3. So Joseph got a lot of experience over there as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, struggled a little bit, but obviously had some great performances because he's a great driver. Uh, but again, we, it's it's tough for us over there. It really is tough for us. So why? Just because we're not liked. <laughs> like that's that's it. They don't like <laughs> the Americans. Americans don't like. Yeah. Um, even off the track, also, they kind of just like, yeah. like you got to be with the right team. Like yeah. if you're not with the right team, you're going to do average. And there's only a couple teams that have the ability to give you the best stuff uh, that have the support from you know whether it's Formula One team or whatever else. Yeah. Um. So it is interesting. It is definitely interesting. Um, but like when you guys are off the track, like you're at the market or something, they kind of still they look yeah, down. where they're out on us, really yeah, yeah. all around. It's God, just that not, sucks, it's just dude. Not a, it was not not a not as as an enjoyable environment as racing over here for sure. Man, it's just it's just a, it's just tough. Um, Brady McKay, are you going to race try the Xfinity Series next year? Probably not, unless someone gives me a road course ride. That'd be awesome. Uh, AJ Hobson going to start streaming more often. Yes, I'll probably stream tomorrow on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Connor Daily 22. We're going to go race in there. Nice. Uh, oh, this, hey, this is a question for both of us, I, right. I think. This is from Nate A or N8HN underscore A. If you were, if you were to attend Comic-Con, who would you like to cosplay as? Hmm. <laughs> You're a big Star Wars guy, oh, right? Yeah. Um, I would cosplay as Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. That's pretty neat. Big time. I already have the helmet. Yeah. So, you know, would have to, I would have to do a lot of work to corral the whole uh, shebang for him, <laughs> yeah. but I have the helmet and that'd just be badass. What about you? Uh, I would like to go as one of the Thundercats. <laughs> from, you remember that show from a long time ago? Like the little tiny cats? No, the Thundercats. Who? Oh, those guys, remember that? I don't know. That was just the most random thing I could think of. And I really, I thought I watched that show on Boomerang when I was a, a kid. You remember Boomerang? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I remember, remember Boomerang. Thundercats? Now it's coming back to you a or, little bit. Or like uh, Gundam, like the Gundam Warriors, the Gundam things. Remember Gundam or oh, whatever? Gundam something, something? No. You were, dude, what childhood did you live? Man? I don't, I, I, Gundam? S S Gundam. And they were like giant Transformers, but like cooler. Oh, they were like the Kmart version of. Yeah, of, it was like of, the four uh, people version of Transformers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's the most random thing I, that I could think of. I don't really actually know that, but boy, I thought a little Thundercats reference and Gundam would be hilarious. Nice. Um, traveling my first Indy 500 this coming year. What are the best places to eat in Indy? This is from Medware 7. Ooh. Let's give your favorites um, here first. Well, d I, it totally depends on how long you're going to be here. You know, so if yep. you're going for the week or if you're coming for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, I'd say start Speedway and then work your way out. Yep. Um, Speed, Main, Main Street on Speedway has a good little good It little does. Setup. It does. They've really revamped and really got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, Brazzini's Pizza is right down there. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um I enjoy a good mug and bun. You know, it's uh, it's a classic place. Go get some huge onion rings. Um, that's right right down the road in Speedway as well. I've heard Working Man's Friend is very very yeah, good. Yeah, that's a that's a classic one. You got to go there. Uh, but then when you go downtown Indy, uh, I think you got to hit the Eagle, um, right on Mass Ave. Mm -hmm. I think you got to hit. Uh, you know, if you're into tacos, Bakersfield's pretty good. I think you got to hit Fat Dan's to get some wings. Um, you listed pretty much everything in the whole city, pretty much. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, so that's all the restaurants. <laughs> I love when people ask that, dude. I love the places yeah. around here. I, love I like to, to put adventure on, around so. as well. I mean, like, I, I love a lot. Of, I can't forget the Oakmont. Can't forget Oakmont. Can't forget the Oakmont. Oakmont's rolling. Yeah. Um, if you're into brunch uh, yeah. and that sort of scene, also Italian food, go to Mylena's uh, in Fountain Square. I have You'll not thank been me there. later. I, I need to go there. That's great. That's that's good. Those are good recommendations, honestly. Um, we're we still got to get to the random Indy Five Hundred Driver of the Week. I did have a question though. Speaking of Europe, which is hilarious, from Ian Court Racing. How much out of ten do you miss being in England, and why is the answer zero? <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. England because, sucks. Like, I did, huh? No, I lived in England for three years, and and I did enjoy parts of it, but for sure. It made me appreciate home. Uh, I, I would love to go back because I haven't seen some people that I that I knew there in a long time. Uh, I miss a great curry, a little Sunday curry. 
that would be awesome. Uh, Indian food was the best ever over there. Do you have uh, uh, Do you have a good British accent? You pick up? No, one? no, I did not. Uh, I was I, I'm more Irish, you know. Three years now ago, I'm real th- southern. Three years, you couldn't three pick years. up a little oh, bit. Oh no, of it? man, I, I didn't want to speak British. I was trying to be American over there. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> hey. You guys have a McDonald's around here? <laughs> You're just walking around yeah. in a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got the BK Lounge anywhere up uh, over here? No, yeah. no. You Taco Bell? No. no. Uh, I mean, well, they did, but like, I just not as not as much. Okay. Um, yeah. So let's get to the random Indy 500 driver okay. of the week. Okay, I got internet. The Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver of the week. Um, this one I went with the. 1999 okay closer to us yeah 500 which was very similar to our our buddy stan waddles now this is a name though that i had not i don't think i'd heard before john hollinsworth jr whoa yeah and i i don't i feel like i should know this name but i i was only eight when this race was going on let's see here. so john hollinsworth jr the 1999 Indy 500 i don't think it went too badly for him but i don't know much about john hollinsworth does he have a Wikipedia? Hollins, H-O-L-L-A-N-S, Worth. Oh, A, okay. I'm spelling H-O-L-L-A-N-S-W. Here we go. Here we go. Race yeah. car driver. There we yep. are. Now we got a Wikipedia page. All right. Let me tell you about him. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. He's born in 1958. He's a former driver in the Indy Racing League. He raced in the 99 to 2001 seasons with 12 career starts. Well, oh, but two it, of them huh? in 1999, including the 1999 Indy 500. His best career finish was at the 1999 Pikes Peaks Raceway event where he had a podium finish. Colorado. Um, let's see. Let's get down to the, wait, American Open Wheel. <laughs> he doesn't have his Indy 500. Oh, wait, 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 wait. here we go. Maybe. No, he, I'm <laughs> not getting Indy. I'm not getting the Indy 500 right. results I think in, in 1999. Here. He finished in the top 15, or maybe, I don't know. I, I Googled something, and it was... All right, uh, let me look at the 1999 John results. So now, oh, I got it right here. I got it right here. Uh, he finished 13th. Nice. Good for him. Didn't you finish 13th top, this year? I did year? finish 13th this year, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see, I like learning about these these folks that I did not know. Well, I'm, because I was alive for this race, you know what I mean? And there was, like, sure. a lot of people that I do know in this race, but, uh, yeah. To, here we go. That's all right. It's, it's fine. Well, I'm just going through the names here. 1999. I mean, you had names like Scott Goodyear, no. Scott Sharp, Davey Hamilton, Robbie Buell, Robbie McGee, top five finish at the Indy 500 that year. Robbie McGee, great guy. Art Leyendijk. Billy Boat. Old Bill Boat was in there. Scott Such Goodyear. a legend. But we got to save some of these guys for Eddie random, random Yeah, that's true. Running through me had an answer in there. <laughs> hey, our boy Stan Waddles. You're right. Yeah, yeah there he Stan is. was in there. Old Stan Waddles. Man, that's a pretty full field there. That's nice. Yep. All right. Um, good deal, man. Well, yeah. uh, we got into a lot today. We did. There was a Internet ton to talk debates, about. Ton to talk about in the world of motorsports. Instagram comments. Um, and I think it's good. So be sure. Uh, well, again, thanks to our friends of the shop, Bendy, Brian Kelly. Love you guys. Um, locations in Broad Ripple, as well as uh, Carmel Clay Terrace. Uh, appreciate the logo design and all the best indie gear out there. Uh, love you guys. Uh, also, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can watch yes, the video form on uh, YouTube. Joey Molinero. I uh, have a whole playlist of Speed Street and where you can see me and Connor go back and forth. Literally watch us go back and forth there on the video version. But again, please follow us on Apple Music or Spotify, whatever is most convenient for you. Leave a rating. Leave a review. We keep getting more and more. I think we're up I to 30 that. ratings now and All right. uh, probably like 15, 12 reviews. Let's do People it. are enjoying it. They're saying, uh, you know, funny combo, good insight, appreciated, good chemistry. So if you would go ahead and do that, because again, when people are searching for new podcasts to listen to, when you that'll help the algorithm put us up there by you guys leaving a rating and review because they'll be like, hey, a lot of people like this. You should Bingo. like it too. So follow us there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week on Speed Street.